0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the not are so
1: bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen
2: Put on that lily white and run on to the green
1: White our Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low of we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out
2: all night
0: Hi, oh, it's episode 10, season 4 of the Top Hotspur Family Podcast. Joining me this week, David Fornell from Sussex. Evening. And Greg Taylor from Brazil.
3: For Taji to the Mundo.
0: Right, um, we're a bit spoiled. Well, this week. <laughs> Where to start? Um, Madrid or Liverpool? Madrid or Liverpool? Let's begin with today. Um, David, Wow.
2: Well, I'm glad you started with me because I did the podcast last year um, when we did Liverpool, and uh, we got taunted to Shreds uh, by Mane, and I was furious. It was the worst game we had last season, and and Klopp has had the measure of us every game so far. We were his first game, Um, and uh, I really was a little nervous today. I I just thought he's going to stifle us. But fortunately, he came... um, well, with a poor defence, really, uh, as we expected, and and um, we we've set out a, a a really odd side to start off with. I was messaging you during the or before the game. I couldn't quite understand uh, what the team sheet was, but of course now we find out the ill. But my goodness me, what a game! What a result! I'd have that every day of the week.
0: What was? Um, b- before I come to you, Greg, well, I actually got a question for both of you. Um, watching it on TV, what was the atmosphere like? Did it come across? Because um, we, we, Wembley's been—it's been the subject of much um, moaning amongst Spurs fans. We've discussed it on the pod before: the Wembley hoodoo, the fact that it's not—it's um, not quite the same atmosphere and uh, as Elaine. lane. Um, being there today, I've got to say it, it was special. Not just you know, not just because of the results, but, but the atmosphere was 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 really good. Did that come across watching it at home? It did yeah, for me. I mean, I
3: I, I, sorry, I, I I was I was too engrossed in the game. <laughs> <laughs> because I I I was so engrossed in the game that I didn't I didn't notice it. Didn't I mean during the week? I really noticed the support, even though it was travelling support. Mm. This week, I'm um, thinking about it. I imagined it was good, but I was just concentrating so much on the game. It, it, if, it, if it was loud, it kind of went in one ear and out the other.
2: I had it on surround sound, and, and after the second, particularly the second, where well, it was right up until, until they scored, but I, I'd never heard any quite like it. It was absolutely booming the whole stadium. It was quite something to listen to it was a record crowd i understand today
0: that's right eighty thousand. yeah
2: 80 nearly 80, 80, 80, 80, so um um my it just was it sounded it was rocking in there i mean i had to have the sound up quite loud i have to say but it was all on surround but goodness me mm-hmm. what an atmosphere it seemed at home but it, it did rather um slow down a bit once uh they, they
0: got one back um we got the. You mentioned Klopp and, and the fact that he he's um, had the better of us um, in, 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 since he's been in charge for, for the last two years. This was obviously the first win and, and what a win! You know, conv- very conv- conv- convincing um, against supposedly one of the um, title challengers. Um, I wonder if people will still talk about Liverpool as a realistic. Title change. I think it's actually dis- disrespectful for, to, to the teams that are in contention to to mention Liverpool in in the same breath. Personally, um, as some of the other teams, including ourselves. Um, tactically, though, um, Pochettino he got it he got it spot on.
3: Well, yeah. When, when this team sheet came out, I was I was looking at it and I thought, well, they've got they've got Trippier and Oriere the wrong way round, and then when they were actually on the pitch and started playing, I thought, oh, no, they were right. Um, it works. I mean, we we really got a lot of win backs now. I mean, if everybody's fit, because we've got Aurier who can play either side. I think he did well today. And we've got who can move across as well if he needs to. We've got Jan who can play le- left back if he needs to. And, of course, we've got Rose and, and Davies. And we've got, um, I mean... I, there's a real mix and match amongst the wing-backs as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's there's, there's, there's strength and depth. There's, there's versatility. You know, dire yeah. playing midfield, can play at the back. There are so many options and so many different formations and permutations as we saw in the middle of the week, which which we'll discuss that one later. Um, stand out performances for me, um, Uriah, you mentioned, I thought he was superb play, considering he was, he was playing out of position. Um Lurice, um, uh, again, I think we should talk a little bit more in depth about Lloris a little bit later on, given yeah, yeah. given the Madrid game. But he he made some fantastic saves t- t- um, today. The back three was solid. Trippier did his thing. Um, I thought, for me, man of the match, um, young Harry Winks. I thought he was superb. I he was absolutely superb, and particularly given that he was sat there in midfield without. Without Eric Dyer, without, you know, that sort of Dier, Wanyama-type player, and I was like, H- how are we going to line up just with Winks in there? And I, the only thing that I could think was that maybe we were going to have Winks. One of the things that with Winks that he's really, you know, he's really good at is his ball reception and keeping the ball, and, and he might keep things ticking. And we might um, out-possess Liverpool, is that such a word? Um, just, you know, keep the ball and... and Keep the ball better than, than than they can, and that that might see us We through, did, might did, see we did the exact
2: opposite today, didn't we? We did. Yeah, we had thirty six percent possession against their uh, um, sixty. So yeah, did we really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. okay. Okay.
2: Yep, and, and I was that... going to ask you that question, Javid, because I, I wondered how you'd see it. and I'm glad you didn't know that stat, because if you just watch the game. You'd have said it was pretty even, wouldn't you? Yeah, pretty even. It was um, um, sort of a little bit end to end stuff, but apparently, according to Sky stats, yeah,
0: there was a period of time when they scored their first goal. Uh, sorry, their only goal, um, <laughs> where um, you know they had a little spring in their st- step, and after you know starting off quite poorly, and they. They were pressing us. They were doing what the Liverpool teams have done in the past. And they had one or two forays going forward. But overall, I'm surprised. I, I thought it. I thought the possession stats would have, would have been the other way. Um, but there you go. But I, on, just on Winks, I thought he was superb. I thought he really controlled the midfield. Um don't know if it, he was voted man of the match. but um,
2: Harry was, wasn't he?
0: Harry Kane, OK.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd put down on my little pad. I was writing bits and pieces, and I'd written Harry Winks um, partly because you sort of didn't notice him um, exactly, and, and yet all his work, you know, was was, was done cleanly, calmly, and, and the standouts. You sort of your eye, you know, the eye catchers around Aurier was an eye catcher because he, you see him bombing down that left hand side. Um, you're looking at Harry Kane all the time. Ericsson is easy mm. to spot. Um, all those were all doing very nicely. And Winks, you hardly noticed he was there, but he was spinning around in there, collecting what he needed to do, give it simple. He just looked at exactly as he did in Madrid. You know, he's just looking the the full package at, at the moment, or building to be the full package. He really is. really quite In, something.
3: in Madrid, his stats were actually better than Modric.
2: Yes, they were. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, more passes and more ball retention
0: and he's he's been he's, he's another little gem he's, he's been mm. du- dubbed um the enfield Iniesta and i and i really do think he's he's an exceptional player I, for, for me yeah um i can see why harry kane was given man of the match superb performance le- leading the line and I, and I think he just he called calls liverpool's defenders uh, problem problems all, all all throughout the game um Uriah, s- superb as well Ericsson um as well, I thought Delhi was quiet. Perhaps he had a better second half. Um, son was a nuisance, um, but Winks, I really, I, I just thought he, uh, he picked up, would pick up the ball um, with bat face, the goal, he, he he just did everything. The thing that really impresses me about Winks, and, I, and I'll, I'll draw um, a comparison between him and Tom Carroll, both young players that broke through um, the ranks at Tottenham, both really good players that. Particularly, Carol. Carol, when he came on and he burst on the scene, he looked like a really skillful player. And they were, some people said, "Oh, he's going to be the next Maldrid." Um but I always felt he just didn't have quite have that something to to do well. Not strong with. enough. Yeah, not not strong enough. But also, well, when, when I watch Winks, I mean, Winks, Winks is a tiny little lad, and he's and he's obviously gone in the gym, and he and he's, he's popped up and he's stronger, but. Wicks always wants the ball. He's one of these players who who demands the ball. He's not afraid of it. And he gets it, and Uh, he's he's, he's confident with the ball. Um, There's a... You know, it's like somebody goes into a room, and... uh, you can have two two people go into the room and one of them might you know his body language might not be so good and the one that's you know his, his shoulders are high uh, stuck out and he's sort of head, heads looking up um, and he and he just gives that aura of yeah I want it and and with winks I always get that impression he's just really confident technically good on the ball um I thought uh, superb superb. Um we had some questions from around the game. Do you want um my
3: take on the game first.
0: Go for it, Craig. Sorry.
3: <laughs> you got you got sidetracked a little. Well, just a couple more comments. Do you remember back in the day when we scored too early was a thing? Do you remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz now it doesn't seem to be the case, does it? I mean, we all I'm sure we all used to in the old old days, we used to say, oh, no, this is too early. You know, we get a goal after five minutes or something.
2: Yeah, Manchester, but this was United. Up. Manchester exactly. United. Exactly.
3: Exactly. But, but we were two up after about 12 minutes, I think it was. And I thought, oh, this could be a hatful now. It wasn't a case of, oh, it's Liverpool. They're strong. They're going to come back. Um, the other thing I would like to say is about uh, Sanchez. I think, I think we bought a, we bought a Toby clone he is so cool on the ball he is so cool um it's 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 like he's old before his years kind of thing i mean he's our back three is incredible now i defy anybody to to name we used to say name a better better center back pairing but now can anybody name a better back three i don't think they can
2: agreed
0: I think you'd Absolutely be, you'd be hard pushed to find uh, uh, any defence better better than ours. I think mean, the Stats might not i have got um, the table in front of front of me, but I think the Stats possibly might say one of the Manchester clubs, I think. I think United had a, I don't know, after yesterday's results, I think they had a better... No, re- they've got a better Yeah, They've got a better... Goal. They've conceded, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that, that's going to last over the course of the season. And I think on paper, I, I think we've got a, be- a better better unit I think part of that is Matic um, has helped them anyway um, I digress Um, just on Greg you mentioned the the two early goals that's the first time we've done that apart from Dortmund of course that's the first time in the league that we've done that at Wembley this season and I think that made a big difference to the atmosphere Um, yeah I'm sure it did yeah lifting the place yeah Yeah. and it was
3: two early goals against a supposedly strong team as well that was
0: important yeah and on that, on the, um, I haven't seen it again. But on the um, goal that they scored, I think it was a, a bit against the runner play, and it also started with Kane. I think he had the ball near the centre circle, possibly, or somewhere in the middle of the park. A
3: bit further up, I think. Further sure. up,
0: and he had, and he had several Liverpool players around him, and he was holding up the ball, and he was keeping it, and doing everything right, actually, but there was nobody, from what I recall watching it, there was nobody that was supporting him.
3: Exactly.
0: And then he lost the ball, which isn't, I don't, I don't think that was his fault, and I think he was just outnumbered, and he was actually doing a really good job, And but yeah, like I said, no, nobody supported him, and then it broke through, and Salah, Salah went through on goal, but it was also like, it was like in slow, slow, slow motion for me, and I felt like whoever was chasing him back, whether it was Aria or Toby, I can't re- recall, was going to get there, nice. and then then he somehow managed to get through, and and then he beat Larice and then, then again the ball was just slowly from where I was, the a- angle that I had, um, it was coming towards the goal, and for a minute I thought it was going to hit the post and go out, and it just went in. I don't know if it, what it was like watching back on TV, and
2: well, what it what it was, um, uh, you're right, he, Harry Kane was looking somebody, and he was starting to spin like a top, sort of around. But he was looking for the foul, and, and he did get fouled. He just yeah. got knocked. Now, he went down too easily, and I don't think the ref liked that, so he didn't give it. But no one was – and it was said on TV, no one was supporting him. You know, he needed a little bit of support there. Um, so he didn't get that. Um, we were just we were just getting too full of ourselves for that moment, and we lost concentration, and it was a, a good through ball. But you're right, yeah. It, it, He choked it into the ground, which gave it – a bit of a right hand spin and on the second bounce it just took it to the inside of the post because at the first bounce you think well that's going to the post and out but it didn't off it went went in a little reminder to us. but it was a nervous moment you know oh no we just conceded just you were saying Greg that was a little bit oh is this the old Spurs you know we're now going to go into a panic and a siege mentality
3: I I was (laughs) just thinking that, that when when Harry went down um, it was like the opposite of what happened when he scored his goal I mean, he could have gone down, might have got a penalty, might not have got a penalty. But he managed yeah. to stay on his feet. And that was the decision in his interview afterwards. He, he said he decided to stay on his feet. Mm. And he got that goal. So it's not always a good idea to go down, even if you get caught. Yeah. Because you might lose out on a... On, the ref might, might not give a penalty. Whoever takes the penalty might not score. But I, he did really well. He managed to keep his feet, and I think they probably weren't expecting that either. And, of course, he got the goal.
0: It's a shame that um, that goal went in, and they, I think, it flattered Liverpool. And, obviously, it's a pity that we didn't keep a clean sheet. Um, but also, that, the point at which they scored suddenly, like I said earlier, they had, they had a spring in their step. And, and I was starting to get slightly nervous going into... Um, as well as we, we were playing, c- c- going into half-time thinking that we're going to concede one just before half-time. You know, you, you know it, it's happened so many times in f- football, don't concede a goal um, just before half-time. And then lo and behold, we scored one and the rest was, 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 was history and it put, put put the game to bed. Um some questions around the game. John Steggles, I said on the podcast last week that the Bindapas would cop the brunt of us this week. Very happy to be right, to right, and we are putting teams to the sword. My question is, how good was Hugo today and in the week? Um, we'll talk about the week in a bit, but he made a fantastic save with him, um, Coutinho in yeah. the second half. Yeah
2: incredible. He went with his right hand and he switched to his left hand because he got a better stretch on it and then parried it into the air and then gathered it up. But he was, he was complicit in their goal. He was actually in the right position to step forward and sweep it up and he took a step back and he was done. It was too late. But I'm not going to blame him because uh, after that, as I say, he had that save. He had one with his foot that he did kick out. Uh, he was he was brilliant today, and and he made the game for us. So yeah, he was uh, he was well worth his wages and, this week.
0: And he and he initiated was it the second goal that he initiated?
3: Yeah, <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> that very long throw.
0: Yes, yep. Yeah. Did either of you think when when Kane put Sun through a tiny bit of you that it's just too easy, too simple a chance for Sun that he's going to fluff it because he has got tendency to score worldies. But he has sometimes... No. no? OK, maybe just me.
3: No, that that, that one I, I I thought he'd be OK. And he, he hit the crossbar later as well, mm. didn't he? He's... Yeah, I know. Oh, with the underside So of it. frustrating. Oh, yeah. that
2: was... I mean, we were all over them. And, and I did think, oh, this is a goal. And he hits it too hard. He's given it, you know, a real, just a simpler tap of side foot. I mean, a keeper was done. I mean, I, I, the, the Liverpool defence, I mean... We'll, come on to that because there's a question about it but they were awful they were awful they were
1: are they
3: but, a big... but,
2: Hugh, but hugo
3: i mean we've said before his distribution sometimes leaves something to be desired but i'd 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 rather he sometimes he didn't throw it out too well um and then stop what should be goals any day of the week you know i He's, he's. He, I think he's probably the best we've had since Pat Jennings.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd concur with that absolutely. And the the thing is, right? Who in the who in the Premier League is better than um, Hugo De Gea? Possibly fine.
2: Yeah, I would say De Gea probably is, and and Courtois is about the same level, in my opinion. I'm probably being but are, biased,
0: but the bottom line is. Not just in the Premier League, in world football, but okay, for Neuer. there aren't that many keepers of uh, Hugo quality or above. So, if you're going to sell him, if you're going to replace him, if you're just going to be very critical, very brutal, and just say, right, let's get him. You know, if you if you if you were a Chelsea or a Man City and you had ridiculous amount of money to spend, you would identify the weakest link, and sorry, you would identify. Uh, um, Possible weak links. I don't. He's not the weakest link by any means. He's, he's 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 a quality goalkeeper. But you you'd you'd look at you'd be critical and you and you right. Can we get a better better goalkeeper? We can. Um, can we get this is crazy? But can we get a striker better than Aguero? Um, that's you know the the talk of the talk of the day, whoever it might be, or or, or the 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 next best talent. Um, they would go and do that. I don't even know if that option exists. Forget about. M- you know, from a monetary point of view, I don't think there are that many goalkeepers, but actually better than Hugo. It would take quite something to find one that's that's available as well. Um, we've got a very very good goalkeeper. Um, I think as Spurs fans, and I'm guilty of this, we sometimes get a little bit caught up in the whole, you know, the odd mistake that Hugo makes in terms of, for example, maybe um, go back to the Chelsea game earlier this season. Um, the Alonso goal, or for example, his distribution, but over- overall, he does more good than 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 you know oh, tiny does. little mistakes here and there. Um, Ed Brad, question from him: Are Liverpool a big four side?
3: No, they're a top nine side. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they are at the moment. Absolutely. No, I, I don't think I don't think they are. I mean, they were, you know, historically. They were good. They were better than us. But now, I mean, how many seasons have we finished above them now?
0: We're Uh, we're so
3: much better than them.
0: Uh, Since 2010, um, sorry, since 2009, since since Benitez's last season, we finished above them in every season bar one. Do you know yeah, what that, do you know what do you know what that, that one second. season was? That was the twenty thirteen, yeah, fourteen season when we had Suarez season, I imagine. Yeah, the Suarez season, but also Get the the, the yep, and the A V B Sherwood season. Where we we started off with A V B and then we finished off with Sherwood and we finished sixth. Every other season Other than that season, since two thousand nine, we finished above them. Yet every season, they're talked about as league contenders. They're talked about as being finished finishing above Spurs by um, the beloved uh, media. Um, uh, They are. I don't want to go on about Liverpool because it it is a Spurs podcast. But (laughs) Klopp, if this was any other country, if he was managing in Italy, he'd be fired by now.
3: In Brazil thing. as well coaches last about three or four weeks
2: in oh, in uh, Brazil if, really? they, if they're not if they don't get some wins an interesting one is Lovren. um if he was playing for us his wages make making him the highest paid player in our squad
0: <laughs> hmm.
2: and just that little thats that little one and and they're paying that's the difference they're paying top four wages they uh, as a, as a value of a club, I think they're above us. Um, they still have the remnants of their glory days of um, you know, 20, 30 years ago when they're winning champion leagues um, uh, you know, more than once in a decade. Um, and they've still got that support around the world. And you go anywhere around the world, and I've, I've seen it on occasions. You see so many Liverpool shirts from people, and you're crikey, no wonder. But I'm sure that boardroom um, tomorrow morning will, will assess what they saw and say, well, hang on a minute we've been overtaken now by spurs
3: they're
2: going to take our place they're going to have the new stadium they're going to have the income they've certainly got the players going into this new stadium where does that leave us they've got to reassess themselves are they top four no not by long chalk you wouldn't put your house on them being on top four you wouldn't you barely put a tenner on them at the moment and certainly what you saw today unless they do something special in January. And just as you're saying, Joe, you know, you've know you got a goalkeeper here. What would you replace him with? Well, the same thing. Who are they going to go and grab as a defender that's going to make their, their defence better? I know we've, we've got the lad down at Southampton. I'm sure they'll go and get him. But I'm not sure that's enough for them, even then, to get anywhere near the top, top four.
0: They need about two or three new defenders, even if they get the lad from Southampton. They're just structurally, everything's wrong yeah. there. And, and if, you compare, if you compare like for like, okay... Um, let's you know liverpool haven't won a league title since 1990 okay we haven't won since we haven't won a league title since 61 but you know in the modern premier league era in the last 25 years neither team has won the league um both teams haven't won a, a domestic trophy a cup for a few years um both have been in recent transitional periods but you know consider Pochettino took charge in 2014 First season finished fifth, then third. Arguably should have finished second, and then second again last season. Qualified for the Champions League two seasons in a row without any issues. Liverpool first season okay, it's fine that you can for their first season under Klopp. You you can compare that to Pochettino's first season. Second season last season, they just about qualified, scraped it through, and qualified for the Champions League. On on I don't on know, the, I don't know how they did it. Yeah, I don't know how they did it. And this season is what their third season so it should be it should be equivalent of pochettino last season they haven't progressed no, no they've gone backwards yeah um and they spent shit loads of money um i mentioned the pundits question from ed brad um are the media pundits on sky blind deaf or just plain ignorant? um a comment on that from john steggles um he says stupid meopic um, and biased, John goes on to say all the chat between Souness, Henri and Red Redknapp on Sky was Liverpool threw it away with amateur defending across the back four and the goalkeeper suggesting they lost it rather than we won it. What utter twance. Uh, Greg?
3: Well, I mean, uh, I, I, I didn't... Um, yeah, I... I I went on to Mobter and I managed to catch what they were saying. Um, Soonest, the trouble is, there's a lot of Liverpool influence there, isn't there? I mean, okay, not with Henri, but um, Soonest was hurting. You could see it was hurting. It's like that. It's like that time when um, um, when Arsenal got beat, and Ian Wright was 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 one of the pundits. It it, it was it was like a, a pleasure to watch. Um, he's he's like a lot of them. They always they always want to do exactly that they want they want to say you know liverpool gave it to us because of a weak defense um which is disrespecting us you know um when the the, the same thing the same thing happened with the real madrid uh match as well i mean the the pundits that i think it's almost as if they're getting paid for each sound each sound bite that they make I mean, Ferdinand and Hoddle during the week, they were, they were going on about, still going on about, oh, you know, um, Harry's got a, got a move to a bigger club or got a move to another club or something. Saying that, well, I, I, I think it might have been Ferdinand said that if he, was, if he was Harry, he'd be knocking at the door and saying, where's the rest of my money now after that game? The pundits, um, they play football, that's it um technically they might know what they're talking about but i think that they ought to um i think that they, they ought to think more about the big picture you know that they're, they're, they're still wearing little liverpool badges and whatever on on the, on their chest and they shouldn't do
2: i i i um, saw all the the interviews today i i i would slightly defend them uh, because it was Lovren was so inept and he really was i mean i can't ever remember running in my my time my my amateur days uh, running for a ball ready to head it and it's sailing over my head because i misjudged it on what was a simple ball down down the line i couldn't believe it and to and, and to avoid that situation uh would have been um we uh, wouldn't be would be grabbing their wages um for that because it really was the focus for them, I guess, and I, I will defend it. It's and sometimes I quite like it when they avoid talking too much about us, because I always think they're trying to set us up for a fall, which is what the media do. Mm. Oh, this is the best team we've ever seen. You know, this is gonna, this team's gonna hammer. You know, they're gonna hunt Man City down, and, and it's it's all gonna be. And then the next week, if we uh, manage at Manchester United to, to to either draw or lose, particularly if they, we lose, oh well, they just they can't they can't cope with all these games now you can see it they haven't got a big enough squad we'll start down that avenue so i don't mind too much um if they do that but i i agree with you greg i, I watched that um, conversation with um uh, Ferdinand, i think with skulls and gerald they were talking about um exactly that kane knocking on the door and i thought that in the, the term they use you know about not paying him what he's sort of worth and i thought you know what lads you live in a bubble in there yeah, where where you talk to each other in change room and say, oh, so and so down the road, he's getting this. That. Oh, really? Oh, he's getting bonuses, and oh well, I'm going to you know, talk to my agent. We'll go on the door. You know, this, is, this isn't right. Not giving a second thought for the fans in the end that have to stump up out their pockets, and it's getting ridiculous. As I said the other day, I pay 130 pounds a month, approximately, for my um, Sky and BT. You know, I pay that, and they're going to come and. and shake my pockets down next season and say, come on, we, we've got, you know, more than a hundred million a year to each team. We, we're going to have to now stump up, up a bit more because players are knocking on the door, particularly the Spurs players. Really? Go, go, go and try and sort of, you know, pack in all this wages. It's, it's getting way out. And of course you're seeing the road at Chelsea where they're paying players so much, they're starting to, to rule the roost. And they're talking about them sort of not liking the way Conte tells them to run about. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a it's the, the tail wagging the dog down there, and if you're not careful, that's what's going to be happening at every club.
0: That's enough about that. I think just just on that whole, yeah, you're absolutely right. They 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 do live in a bubble, um, but they're also not realistic in terms of look. Ultimately, to keep the likes of Aldevarald, to keep the likes of Harry Kane, Deli Alley, Ericsson, um, we do need to start to compete as much as possible um agree in 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 terms of wages we can't play pay stupid wages three hundred pound a week allegedly that 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 for example man city are paying but we've we've got to improve on 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 what we're paying at the moment Um, that's that's not sustainable that model but the fact that we've kept them so far says a lot about you know, wanting to play at Spurs, wanting to play for Pochettino, wanting to be part of a team. And it seems that none of that resonates with the likes of Rio Ferdinand or Glenn Hoddle or Jamie Redknapp or whoever else. Um, second thing is, I, I agree with you, David, um, the defending was poor and, and they're right to pick up on it. But regardless, we, for me, we were we were the... I'm, I'm going to say it, I'm going to be biased, but I, we, you know, we were the better team. And... Oh, by a long, by and a long way. Listening yeah. to to the media, yeah, they are so-called experts. But I tell you what, I was on a, I was on a, on a train yesterday to um to Belgium, and I was reading, um, I was reading the Times, and there was an article um about a Belgian player who's um, lighting up the Premier League at, at, at the moment, De Bruyne, and yeah. when he signed for Manchester City, p- both Paul Merson and okay I know it's Merson both Paul Merson and Robbie Savage were questioning the move and questioning the amount of money that was paid for him and they're so-called experts and and I know it's easy to sit here with benefit of hindsight but well he he is a top quality player he's proven that he's worth every penny of whatever it was 55 million that Manchester City paid for him yes it's an awful lot of money but they've also paid that amount for um, a certain right back Um <laughs> So, the pundits, yeah, they might have played play the get game, but that doesn't make their opinion any more valid than than everybody else's. Question um, question from John Steggles, um and it's actually a nice segue into the Madrid Madrid game. I wondered if Pochettino had learnt from last season, um, and it does look like he he it does look like he has. That's with, with respect to today and. Um, and Tuesday, and John goes on to say, "Was that the best performance of of the team under him?" Um, well, tactically, yeah, we we, we mentioned he's finally got better of Klopp. Um, but let's talk about Tuesday, Madrid. That save, um, Greg. Was that the best performance under Pochettino? Well, the Madrid. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. Funny enough, when I saw this question, I thought myself that. Um, the Real Madrid one was probably the better of of, of, the, of the two because of the of the op- of, because of the opposition. I mean, Real Madrid, are Real Madrid, they're really strong. They've got fantastic players. I mean, there's a, there's at least four of those players that I wouldn't mind seeing in a, in, in a Tottenham team. I certainly couldn't say that about Liverpool players today. You know, I, w- I wouldn't want any one of those. Um, yeah. But the Real Madrid match that was. That was fantastic. I felt much, I felt much better, much prouder after after drawing with Real Madrid than I I, I did with with beating Liverpool so well today. Um, I've made a f- I've got made a few notes here. Um, the Laurent Kane attack, I, I like that. They both seem to work well together, um, and I imagine that we might see that again because, I mean, in the up- People used to say a first old oh, pack poch hasn't got a plan b but I think he's now got an a b c d and e and he he treats each match and each adversary um differently he looks for their strengths what we can uh, capitalize on and then he he picks the team and picks the picks the um picks the um oh, what's the word I'm looking for formation <laughs> picks the formation accordingly um it was a night for the goalies, of course. I mean, Loris was amazing. Um, but Navas, he denied Harry, that header. Anybody else or most other people would probably have gone in, but, but he managed to, to stop that one. Um, of course, the other talking point was the penalty. Um, a lot of people are digging Ori out for that. Personally, I'm not, because... He had a split second to make a decision um and we, we all we and all the pundits and everybody was saying oh it was a rash move etc etc he had to make a decision and when it actually happened it didn't even look like a penalty anyway to me but he, he he had to make a decision on the spot and i think if he hadn't done anything i think that i think um who was it um who was who was uh, attacking was it Ben, ben no it wasn't was Benzema? Benzema? uh yes
2: it, yeah, was. Yeah. it was ben, uh yeah yeah ben, I ben, think
3: yeah. Benzema would probably have scored
2: so I, I think yeah, he'd lost it why he his touch his touch was too far ahead and and Alderald was actually coming in and I think he'd have blocked it yeah but <laughs> he maybe but, but but even so I
3: mean we've got the we've got the luxury of, of, of watching on TV of replay and he has he has to I mean, he wasn't to know that he wasn't to know that he'd lose
0: it. Do, do you either either of you think overall, um, you know, we had our chances to win the game as well. Um, yeah, do you think? Okay, do, okay. You think do you think overall a, a point was a fair result? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, little Harry, on on chances, Madrid mm-hmm. had as many good chances as we did, but that's the point. We matched them. We went toe to toe with them. We matched them just a that in every department and we reached them in effort, in, in chances we looked every bit a part of that Champions League and, and after that you do start to think, well should we fear anybody if you, if you, you know, they're, they're the holders so you shouldn't, you know it, it's we could go, you know with a lot of luck, you could go all, all the way, you have to feel that afterwards Some, Something that I noticed
3: as well um, this is what I was talking about earlier off off off, um, off okay. the recording. Yeah. Um, Ronaldo's shots—they're incredibly fierce. Mm. I mean, I don't think I've seen anybody consistently shoot with such power since Peter Lorimer. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure David and I can explain who Peter Lorimer is if you need to know. United. <laughs> <it, I did. laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Famously, was <laughs> it he the,
3: had a set... shot, and I—I was amazed at the, the power behind Ronaldo's shots. I mean, I know he doesn't play for us, and he's never played for us.
0: Didn't, um, doesn't... didn't, wasn't, um, the 73 Cup final, um, where the Sunderland goalkeeper made this fantastic save from Lorimer, it was a double save. Yeah, it was a heel. Yeah. That's right. It, yeah. yeah.
2: Flick, oh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that Lorimer? Ooh, uh, I'm trying to remember, that was Lorimer, but that was the Cup final lead Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I'm not sure who it was.
0: Hmm. I'm going yeah, to have to Google that one. I, th- I think it was a double save, but I think it was Lorimer came it in on the second one. one. Yeah, um, you might be right. There you go. See, Greg, I did, I, 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 am older than that. <laughs> Excellent. I'm impressed. <laughs> um, j- just, uh, j- completely, complete, just talking of shots and, and Ronaldo, I was watching a documentary the other day about Bobby Charlton, um, and they were talking about how when he would shoot um, and he would hit the ball, he would it would he would hit it with such power, but it would also sort of swerve. It would almost like start off at a particular speed, and then just as it got closer to goal, it would then speed up. Um, and and Ryan Giggs was saying how it's a technique that he's trying to master, and he can't. It's, it's very few players can can do that. Um, and I think R- Ronaldo is one of those players who who can strike a ball with such precision and power um, that's, yeah, that yeah and, and with
2: little backlift as well yeah, that's his other that's skill it.
0: yeah
2: very little backlift
3: i i have one question that if i hadn't been on the pod i would have sent in so can i ask that now go for it okay would you rather have gone into this match on the back of a 7-0 win at maribor or a 1-1 draw at the bernabéu i i think the the liverpool win gave him the false sense of Grand, grand, grandeur. Yeah. Whereas our draw, it it was more of a test, and it showed us to be strong. What What do you reckon,
2: David? I, me, me. I, I definitely the um, the Madrid game, and I said, uh, I, I I said the, the mess you on, on the board on the um, Facebook that uh, I think that's it was not a training session, but it's given us a lift, and rather than being all the to Spain and to come back and. I think it was the opposite. I think it's raised our game for, for today. Mm. I really do. Yeah. And you're quite right. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we, we, we can only beat what was put in front of us and, and we, we deserve what well, Poch does as well. Um, every bit of the of the, the, the plaudits that we get for getting that, that result today. Mm. And definitely.
0: I think I'd probably go for the one-all and I can see how it's, how a 7-0 has given that false sense of security for Liverpool. I think that being said for us, Either result, I, whether we would won seven nil away from home at Maribor, whether it had been that amazing one-all draw, I don't think it would have made any bit of difference for us going into that game, because I think we would still pre- prepare for it in a, in a professional manner that Pochettino does, and he would do his homework, and and we'd we I think we would beat them regardless. Um, it might have, yeah, almost certainly, might have given them that little bit of, yeah, we're Liverpool and we're gonna we're gonna. We've got this great attack um which not su- such a good attack, is it, given that they only managed to score uh-huh. one against our four um anyway but yeah i probably the 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 better of the two results almost probably almost certainly was was our result um winks played superb again um last week um and then we've got the, we've got the return um, against Madrid in a few weeks' time, which which will be interesting. And David, you and I will be at that game. Um,
2: Indeed, I will we, be. Yeah.
0: We. What's last thing I was going to say about Champions, Champions League? Yeah, you know, contrast last season's campaign and this season's Champions League campaign. We've still got three matches left. We haven't qualified, but we're pretty much on the verge of qualifying. With you know, we could still do we could do that, and potentially with a game or two in hand. Yeah. Which is quite some. Th- feet that we were already looking possibly hopefully ahead to the last 16 and, and being involved in it next year wouldn't, wouldn't the it last be nice to get Barcelona getting... sometime? oh that would be amazing oh,
3: sorry David, I was just That's thinking right. we've had Real Madrid, wouldn't it be fantastic to, to be put up
2: against Barcelona as well, course, maybe not it next round just has been fan... no, no. no it would be fantastic against Real Madrid I mean last time we played them silly old Crouch got himself sent off mm-hmm. and that was the yeah. end of it have we ever tested ourselves properly
0: Barcelona would be a great test it would be a great game and also from Pochettino's perspective given his Espanol connections it would yeah. be, be fantastic um, just very briefly we've got West Ham next in the middle of the week um, and then United away how do you see both games if I come to you Greg first
3: uh, West Ham I think 3-0 or 3-1 mm-hmm. I think Laurent will start um give harry a rest um i don't think they'll cause us major problems okay i, mean, it is, I, hate, I don't want to say well, it's only west ham but it is only west ham i mean I, I know recently in recent years they've they've been a bit of a bogey team for us but i think we've got the confidence and the quality
0: now we should we should on paper. I know it's a cup tie in a London Derby, but we should regardless of what team Pochettino plays, we should be able to beat them. Um and United away.
3: United away I think I think maybe we might grab a two one. I mean we never used to beat them at Old Trafford and recently we've we've got better at that, so yeah. I, I I can see us pulling pulling out a, a win. I mean it's it's like it's like the six-pointer, isn't it? Next week, because we're both on the same number of points. Yeah. I mean, to beat them six-nil would be the best, because then we, then we we even we have an even better um, goal average. Yeah, we, goal difference than them.
0: We beat them twice, I think, um, and uh, finally, uh, well, well, once under AVB, which was the first yeah. time since. 1989 and a Gary Lineker goal and then we did it again the following season under Tim Sherwood but we haven't managed anything more than well we haven't even got a point against United's at Old Trafford under Pochettino um, so hopefully that will change on Saturday um, Greg, uh, sorry uh, David your uh, Well,
2: West Ham is, is all about what, who they put out if they decide to go for the League Cup um, and risk their league form um, then it might be difficult. So we will change the team round. I mean, Harry um, was holding his um, hamstring off, going off. They say he's all right, but they say it's a little bit tired. We'll definitely rest him. But I think we'll put out, you know, Foyth will play, I'm sure, Carter Vickers, all the, those guys. We're going to put out a, a real B team on this one. Um, we're not w- going to go for Walker him, Peters, you mean? Walker Peters, Peter yep. Walkers, yes. Walker Peters. <laughs> 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 um and uh, I, I don't see us going for it, but I still see us winning it. I still think we're at the. I think the whole atmosphere in the club is so good and so positive. This is what um Pochettino's brought to the club. Now, it, it's not just a team. It's it's and it's not about a squad. It's about the whole club, and he's brought this enthusiasm, and everybody wants to be part of it. Every season we've you know three seasons, we've progressed. As much as people want to point out things. Um, we are progressing under him. And I just want to make another mention for do the other prediction. Pep Guardiola called us the Harry Kane team, trying uh, to wind us up. It's not that at all. It's the Poch team. And if I was going to – if anybody I wasn't going to lose, Pochettino is the boy I don't want to lose. Mm. Harry could go, but I want to keep Poch because he'll replace. And that's what he's shown each time. He's tried players out, Bentelebs, Carol. Ryan Mason had all those guys. You think, oh, that's good. He's bringing these youngs. They haven't made his level, and he's oiked them out. And we've wondered, and he's brought somebody else in, and we've got stronger. Um, and 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 I think that has made a very strong club. And I think coming to the West Ham game, you're going to see that. I'm sure we are. Um, Manchester United is uh, another question that's coming. Actually, um, I think there's Brad Taylor "Is is he going to park the bus again?" Well, what he did, and I always looked at that League Cup final with uh, Mourinho, with Chelsea. Uh, um, back in the January, January 1st, actually, we, 5-3, th- we thumped him. And it embarrassed him. He didn't like it. And come the League Cup final, he got his revenge. And um, he, he stuck someone in front of Harry Kane to starve the supply. And that's what he'll do again. I'm not sure he's going to park the bus so much. But, and he's got a few good players that, that will break down the wings. Um He'll try and starve us. He will try and um, stifle the game. It won't be a good game to watch. And it's whether we can play that one-touch football and break through them um, with that little. It'll have to be one-touch football. Good, good touch and go through them. Uh, I, I, my prediction on it. I think I'm I'm afraid I'm going to put down a a one-one draw.
0: Okay, I. mm, My head says one will one, one will draw. Uh, simply because Mourinho teams, they're always difficult to beat. It's Old Trafford. Um, my heart says we need to win that match, realistically. I think, firstly, I think both teams can't afford to... Um, a, a, draw, a draw wouldn't be good for either team. It would be worse for them than us, simply because they're at home and also it's on the back of a defeat to Huddersfield and um, a draw last week against Liverpool. Um, and if you... It's quite interesting that United are actually at the moment in the same position we were last October. Beginning of October last year, we were second in the table behind Man City. We were flying high, and and then we drew all those games in October, and you know we we then slipped down down the table. Um, Obviously, it was a resurgence in, in December, January, and in the new year. United are in that position now where they've dropped a lot of points. Um, so for them, I think a draw would be a worse result. Normally, going for us going to Old Trafford, getting a draw is is a perfectly credible and good result. But I just feel that if City win next week, we've got to win. Otherwise, what would be that's, if we if we draw? That's the then... problem.
2: Yet again, yet again, another season. It's Leicester. A couple of years ago, they didn't have the Champions League to yep. mess about with. Um, last year, Chelsea did the Champions League and, and we're always trying to catch-up and we're doing the same thing this season we're one point ahead where we were last year with similar fixtures mm. we're one point ahead and yet we're trailing in a, in a long wake behind Man City we've got a big squad
0: it's a bit different though In all, I would say is that at the moment we are a lot better than we were this time last year um we're not dropping those points and it's so much more earlier in the season that that five five point gap can easily be overturned if the five point gap was there in february i'd be worried um yes and yes you can turn around a five point gap in february but it's time is running out at the moment we've still got a lot of the season ahead and and city will but them just winning every week still puts that bit of pressure on you um Oh fuck it I'm going to go for 2 one We are we're going to go there and win. We we've got to we we've got to get a win and we're more than capable of doing so. We're more than capable. You're quite yeah, really right. Capable. Yeah. And I think we'll do I think it'll be the same margin against West Ham um in the middle of the week. Um right, before we finish off with a few more questions, um here is Bex with this week's Spurs Ladies update.
1: Hello it's Bex, uh just to let you know what's been happening with the Spurs Ladies. Precisely. Not a great deal this week, because they've had no matches, either league or cup, following their 2-0 win um, in the Continental Tyres Cup against Bristol City a couple of weeks back. The next game is this coming Sunday, the 29th of October, and that is against Watford Ladies at Kings Langley. It's a three o'clock kick-off, so go for a bimble, go have a look, go see them play. One small bit of news this week comes from the Asian Football Awards for this year, 2017, in which Maya Vio has been um, shortlisted, which is really, really important for her. Um, the awards are held on the 14th of November, so I shall let you know the update then. She's up against Venicia um, Patel from Gillingham Ladies and Nitu Haridas from QPR Ladies, so hopefully our girl will um, make a good showing for us. I had a question this week on the Facebook page from Ed Brad. I'm not sure that he specifically directed at me, but hey, <laughs> that's the way I'm going to take it because I previously might have had a small rant about the saga that's been going on at the FA and with Mark Sampson, who's the England women's manager. Ed's question was, uh, after the Sampson incident, is the FA fit for purpose? So for anybody that's been unaware, um, Eniola Aluko, who reported incidents of racism and Drew Spence, who also reported them. Neither of them have been selected for the team under Mark Sampson since they made those allegations. They were invited in front of the Department for Culture, Media and Sport today, sorry, not today, last week. Um, So this is a bunch of politicians listening to what's been going on um, with the accusations, etc. So it transpires that the FA absolutely is not fit for purpose. Um, It transpires also that white male privilege means that if you're white and you're male and you're in the FA, you can do what the fuck you like and that's okay, it's perfectly acceptable. Asking players to not report racism um, issues and paying them £80,000 if they don't say anything seems to me to be a really shoddy way to run such an international and previously, no, no, not for some time, well-respected national organisation. Suffice it to say I'm quite scathing about the whole fucking saga and I think they should all go the whole thing from the top, Martin Glenn, everybody. They have lied and cheated basically, and it's not an appropriate way to manage our national game. I'm happy to take rebuttals on this if anybody thinks differently. Please do. I am on Twitter at Bunches or you can contact me via the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast um, or Twitter page. And on that note, I shall leave quietly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
0: Hi, welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast. Thank you, Bex. Um, towards the end of Bex's Spurs Ladies update, she mentioned the FA, touched upon that, um, another one of Bex's classic rants. Um, David, um, we had a question from, from Ed Brad on that, um, regarding the Samson incident, and, and also obviously earlier this week you had, um, is it Greg Clark? Um, chairman of yes. the FA um, and oh, Glenn, somebody or another—a name completely escapes yes. me. Um, uh, yes. In front of in front of a select, select com- committee. Anyway, um, his simple question is: Are the FA fit, fit for purpose? Oh, that's an easy one. No, they're not.
2: No, they're not. And and the whole way that the FA produces its members, who who sort of work autonomously, they 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 only vote themselves in, which is is unsavory to say the least I, I played football with a guy who did go into surrey fa i won't mention his name um and he was just i didn't like him particularly he's the sort of person that i wouldn't want on the fa um it just where are the ex-footballers the good ex-footballers to go on the fa they're just because they don't haven't gone through the the system that's what the fa is always oh, not through the system he's not one of our men you know, still the suits, the old men. And the Glenn guy, and I can't remember his surname, I think he's the one that turned round uh, on the debacle with Sam and said, well, I don't really know much about that sort of thing, so I don't know football, so I can't really comment. And you think, really? So what are you doing there? You know, it's it's just putting me in, in charge of a company that sells mobile phones and me mm. saying, well, I, I've never really used a mobile phone, to be honest. I don't know much about them, so I, I can't comment. You know, it's just, uh, I I think... It's a shameful uh, uh, set of events, and, and hopefully we're at a watershed moment. Hopefully that it'll, it'll all get looked at very carefully. I think the government actually didn't do too bad a job, or, or the committee rather well, not, the government, but it's, it's, a, it's a committee, so it's, um, MPs on there. We didn't do a bad job on questioning them. But I, I, things need to change, and change fast. Um,
0: the problem with the FA, I mean, I'm, sure, I'm sure the FA does a lot of good things um, that that we don't necessarily hear about. But the problem with the FA, essentially it's a quango. Um people are appointed, it's not there's no sense of democracy, there's no sense of accountability. That being said, um select committees can be quite ferocious and but they're not if if the chairman of the FA resigns, he'll he'll resign because there's pressure and that's it. But there isn't there isn't any mechanism for for removing him, um, it, it's just a sorry sight. The the, the FA, I, I never thought I'd say this, but back in the nineties, you had Graham Kelly, um, then chief executive of FA, appearing on whatever it was, um, you know, uh, FA Cup live draw and he'd pull some balls out of a hat and you'd see his sorry miserable face on TV and then you had all the various controversies I remember the mid or early 90s it was one week it was players um, gro- groblar receiving bungs and then you had the Merson incident and, the incident, and then you had uh, Vinnie Jones football nasty video and and it was just controversy after controversy and and um, even Spurs, we we were we were we were docked points. I remember by the FA, um, who then had to overturn that, although they increased the fine. Great. I wasn't a big fan of Graham Kelly, um, but he's a lot better than some of the sh- shower of shite that, that have followed him since. Um, who was the other guy, Mark? Was it Mark Palacios? Yes, Palacios, yes. Yeah, him, well, He ended up having an affair with, with Faria, girl, yeah, well. Far- Faria, yeah. Alar- well, Faria Alarm. She was pretty much sleeping with everybody at the FA, from um, sven and <laughs> Eriksson down to David Davis, um, uh, uh, Mark Palacios. Uh, P- uh, Palacios and whoever else. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, it needs reform. It needs reform. But we, the trouble is, it, it's something that I've heard before. And I, I don't know. There, there, there have been some good things. I mean, St George's Park, um, some of the uh, recent results of the England under nineteen, under twenty teams. But even that, even the whole sort of St George's Park project, that was something that's dr- dragged on and taken a lot longer than it should have I don't know um, let's go back to Spurs um, question from David Spink Spurs his Twitter handle is at Dave Spink do you think we could play Lorente up front with Kane at Wembley might give us something different really hard to watch at home um, this was before today's game um, two pronged attack well we, we did it in the middle of the week so it, it does work
3: yeah. as I said earlier I, I, I think there were. Would- with times when we will and times when we won't. I even thought that when, when we bought him as well because he is a cut above Janssen. Um, if it was a 2 prong attack with Janssen, I wouldn't feel quite so confident but hmm. with Loren, he, he's got experience, he knows what he's doing. Um, they complemented each other nicely against Real Madrid and I'm sure there will be games when, be they home or away, when Poch will think yeah, this is a game when it would be a good idea to have to play up with two. So I would say yes, of course
2: he can. Yeah, I agree. With, I agree with Greg absolutely. And I'm afraid that um, he might pull a death knell of uh, poor old Janssen, I'm afraid that that it's it, you're right if you try and play him up with Kane. They're too similar. Trying to play the too similar a game. Whereas Lorente is is very much a flick on lad, and he's very good at it. That little what well, touch. Reminds yeah. me a little bit of Gilzine. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy who almost anyone could have played alongside Gilzine because he was that sort of player. He just played people in all the time and that's what Llorente can do. So, yeah, of course we can.
0: It's it's funny you mentioned... Sorry. Sorry, go for it, go Greg.
3: No, I was just going to say that, that if, if lorent is good at back-headers, then he will be Gilzine, won't he?
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: Funny that we should mention Janssen, because at this stage in the season, we're what now, October, compare and contrast him to Llorente, um, uh Lorente hasn't scored for us so far. I think he's played less. He's been given less game time than even Janssen had at this point. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, I, you'd have to Google that and look at some stats, but I'm, I'm, I'm about 99% certain that's the case. Yet, yeah. Every time I see um, Fernando uh, Llorente, I see a player, a good player, a technically good player, a player that doesn't look like he's struggling and a player that I've got confidence in and I never had that with Janssen. Because he's doing
2: what he's been asked to do I think and that's why he's smiling. He knew he was coming and sit on the bench uh, um, on on many occasions and I think all he has been asked to do is to bring in a link-up play more than um, Kane, he offers something different, and I think that's what Poch has seen. That's why he signed him. And what was also pleasurable is that Chelsea were trying to sign him, <laughs> yeah, they didn't get him. Yeah. And, what and, a pleasure that was this time.
0: And he offers lots of experience, and he will eventually get goal and goals, but it won't be like of a monkey. It, of o- it, it won't be like a monkey off his back. It'll just, it'll just happen, and that's it. Yep. Um, uh Question from about two or three questions left. Um, John Steggles. Um, Hugo, save, um, well, there's been quite a few. Bournemouth last week, Madrid, obviously, in the middle of the week, and, and even today. Why isn't there a save of the month competition? It's a very good point. i, I here a goal of the month, but.
2: They did do one, I think, some while ago. I remember seeing them doing save. It might be the end of the season, but they, if, but they never sort of did it again. I think it just. Because at the end of the day, strikers are paid the most. Why aren't they paid the most? Because they win games. Um, I, and you can always make that argument that goalkeepers and they've said it before if a goalkeeper can save and, and save you 15 points a season that will win you the championship um, and they're right but they're just not valued the wage structure shows that they're not valued so of course we've we fallen over centre forwards don't we always oh look at that shot bent in. but you know Winks today incredible did an awful lot for a win today and, and, and that's the difference with Spurs we are a team um but unfortunately forwards get the the spotlight shone on them so that's that's what people want to see all these goals
3: i think i think you hit the nail on the head there strikers win games and goalkeepers prevent prevent games being lost
2: Mm.
3: i think that's what it is i mean i think maybe there should be because let's face it at the moment loris will be running away with it but uh i don't know goals are save saves are fantastic but they're not as common as good goals are they
0: I think that that's right. that, that's what it comes what it comes down to. Um, question not on the running order because it's just come through. Richard Healy, what do we need to do to stick two fingers up to Mourinho in the same way we stuck four up to Klopp?
2: There <laughs> so you go, Greg.
3: Not get beat. <laughs> no, I mean, if 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 we if we play against them like we played against Real Madrid will show that we're a classy team that, and even if they even if they they park the bus um, if we can break that down so basically we need to we need to smash the windows and doors of the bus that they're probably going to put up
2: I don't feel under pressure this time and I don't think the team do I think we're going up there um, and even if he nicks it or something I, I still think we'll come out of that and say well you know onward and upward next game yeah. I think they're on a high yeah. And, and I think that's going to be disturbing to Mourinho. So um, I do a certain amount of park the bus, but uh, I, I think if we've got that relaxed attitude towards it, we may well get a, a result of some sort.
0: Mourinho is tactically, you know, astute and he, uh, he gets criticised for his negative football. F- pra- well, pragmatic call it pragmatic you call it anti-football yeah. but he, he wins trophies you can't you can't dispute the fact you know that the, the, the best example of this is when his Inter Milan team went to Barcelona um, in a Champions League semi-final and of the bus got through to the final won the trophy um, in, in his last game in charge, charge at Inter um, but we've also now got a, a coach that a young coach, he's still learning, but he's now showing that he can mix it up with, with the best. That he is tactically astute, and he, as Greg said earlier, has not just a plan A, a plan A and B, but a C, D, E. He's, we, we've got lots of different formations, different permutations we can play. We can we check we change things up readily during the game. He re- he respects the opposition, um, in so far as Pochettino will select a team that's That can counter or can can, can, can combat or nullify um, the threat that team poses, but without giving them too much respect, we still go out there and play our game. Um, I think the biggest challenge for us against United will be not to concede an early goal. Um, You know, that's first. Well, not 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 to concede the first goal. I think if we if they score first, then they'll park the bus and then they'll make it very difficult for us to break break that down I think if we can get go up there and get an early goal they're going to have to come out and play and I think that 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 can be the the difference
2: he'll do his um, due diligence during the week um, but he won't know what our formation will be what our lineup will be I don't know what it's going to be I don't know whether Rose will be sort of fit to start or whether Davis will be fit to start he'll be a little bit unknown so that'll help
0: Okay, last two questions. Ed Brad, what are your views on, on this squad needing to win a trophy soon to validate itself as one of the strongest Spurs teams ever?
3: Well, I think I it's over? already one of the strongest Spurs teams ever. I mean, it's got consistent high quality, hasn't it? I mean, that's something that we haven't had for a long time. Um, of course, I'd love I'd love a trophy. I mean, everybody would love a trophy. Lovely. It would be great to say, oh, better best to say with with the champions league champions or with the premier league champions but the two cups as well it would be nice but like potch always says i see this as a project and i'm okay with us not winning a trophy for the next two years because i think the second season of the new white Hart lane i'll be really looking hard for trophies if we get one in the meantime then fantastic. But it's not going to start me panicking.
2: Yeah, I said in the last season, a uh, podcast, and it was uh, um, um, before the United game, and I can't, but I, I said, I think the question was asked then, and I said um, that I would swap our position with United because I had a funny feeling he was going to go out and win the Europa. Um, and he already got the League Cup by that stage. Um, and I said, yeah, I'd swap. I would, I would swap it. But I was quite interested after that. There was quite a lot of, of, of stuff in, uh, on um, social media where a lot of our fans would turn around saying, you know what, I'm actually happy with the way we're playing. The fact that we haven't won a trophy, mm. I'm not stressed about. I love the way we're playing. And I was quite encouraged by that, because they am I saying, you know, you've got to validate our success with silverware. And you sort of have, but eventually. But I was quite encouraged that the fans were being, looking in the main, quite patient. Of course, we always got a few that just so impatient yeah so we're supposed Levy. to be fickle aren't we yeah well we yeah i know we're still some people still have levy's shot and, but i i i understand what you said but eventually eventually and you're quite right um greg i i think yes, i think it's unreasonable this season to expect um hope yes um expect no and next season the same sort of thing but the second you're right second season at our own stadium um you would it, it, as long as this project still remains on track yeah um, Players don't start doing a Walker, um, then yeah, that's what I would be looking for something major, and, and the Premier League is what I'd be looking for as the as the main one. Yeah, of
0: course, uh, that that's the one I want. I don't. I, don't you know, I know. I know a lot of fans are quite happy for us to finish outside the top four and win the League Cup or an FA Cup. Um, I, we've moved on as a club since then. and For better or worse, you've got to be in the top four minimum. You've got to be at the top table. You've got to be in the Champions League. I don't like that, but that's the way it is. And it, it's it, money. It's money. Yep. Um, it's prestige, and that's where players want to want to be. And the the trophies, the League Cup, and I know we're, I know. Like the FA Cup, we haven't won since 1991. Um, that's you know, I remember that I was a kid. But anyone. Anyone under the age of thirty-seven, thirty-six, thirty-five will not have what, probably witnessed that. Um, yeah, pretty or, sad, that isn't it? Um, and that, and I would love us to win the FA Cup. Don't get me wrong, but I don't judge our success by winning those trophies. The, the days of we won, we won, we won, we've won a few trophies since n a few league cups, and yeah, they were great, they were great days. But we're not a cup team anymore. We are. For me, the most important thing is winning the league winning the Premier League I really do Over the last few, few years I, I felt we, we can do that I still feel we can do that this season despite the fact that we, we're playing not playing at, City will uh, drop
2: points City will drop City points City will
0: drop points and we are we're not playing at home so we have got the handicap but I still think that we, we can do it and we'll we'll, we'll be there um, as for his question um, I do yeah we do need to win trophies um not because fans are going to get restless but because players might do and 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 they also ultimately at the end of their careers they're going to want trophies so sooner rather than later we need to do that um
3: the the thing is i've always wanted us to be feared and you don't get feared by winning the fa cup or the league cup or even the champions league you get feared by being consistently powerful and yeah, strong that's, in the Premier League.
0: That's absolutely it. and yeah, And we, we've, absolutely. we've shown that over a number of... It's not like oh, we've had one season where, where we, we were in the mix with Leicester. We did it again last season. We're there again now. We're going to be somewhere in that top... I, 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 I still stand by my prediction at the start of the season. We will win the league. That I'm not going to um, retract that statement. But we will be in that top three. That much I know, at minimum. If, if we fall short and we don't win the league, we'll be somewhere in the top. We'll be somewhere in with the Manchester clubs. Because Liverpool won't finish above us. Arsenal won't finish above us. Chelsea might do, but I don't think they will. Um, on Ed's question, I just feel that look the push-and-run team that none of us would have seen, they were obviously an exceptional side by virtue of winning the league and what we've heard historically. The 60-61 double-winning team are obviously a fantastic side. Um, so we're not if they if they if they are the strongest Spurs teams. And of course we're not, we 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 can you can't speak about us in the same terms or, or the same sentence as them. But what I would say is we are the strongest Spurs Spurs team since that 61 or even yes 63 63 was the last time we we finished second up until last season. And that's I think that was yeah. the year that, that John White died. Um, and that yeah. that team started to break up. Um. We're stronger than the team that won the FA Cup in '91. We're stronger than, surely we're stronger than. than, than oh, no doubt about than, it. Than, 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 it's the best than, side
2: since '61.
0: Well, yeah. e- even the, the 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 team of the early '80s that won two FA Cups and won a UEFA Cup. Great times, great players: Hoddle, Ardeles, um, Crooks, Archibald. All of that. I think we're, we're, we're better than than that team, just by virtue yeah. of what we've done in the league consistently over a, a number of seasons. Uh, final question. Conor Minetto, if PSG wants to sell Cavani to fund Alexis' purchase for around 60 to 70 million and, and Madrid and Barca want Delhi for around 120 to 150, would you sell Delhi and net 50 to 90 million and take Cavani? Now, this is obviously on the back of Delhi perhaps not starting the season as well as um, he may have done given his. Quality. Um, Connor goes on to say, our lineup after the deal would be Larice, Dobie, Sanchez, and Yan at the back. Uriah Dia Dembele, no winks. Davis, no Rose. Um, Ericsson, Kane, Cavani. The only impediment in my mind, he goes on to say, is the age gap. We would net from Delhi to Cavani. Um, would you sell Delhi for that amount of money um. and go for Cavani? No, I, I wouldn't, because
3: you'd be, you'd be throwing away um, the connection between Kane and Delhi. You don't know that Kane and Cavani are going to have a connection. Um, I think if you sold Delhi at the moment, you'd be throwing the baby out with the bath
2: water. I mean, I, I, I just don't see any point in it. I agree. I, I would, it would send out, forget who's coming in, it would send out the whole wrong message very true. To the rest of the players and the club, it will break up the whole thing. That's, Walker seemed—I felt a ripple with that one—but strangely enough, um, that soon became history. It's, it's become uh, chip paper, effectively. Walker has, and and we've fought well uh, with Oria, and and I won't say necessarily well, at this moment. Imp- Proof, but certainly we've not lost anything but um, it would just send out the wrong message now and I wouldn't want Cavani anyway and what? how will we play Cavani and Kane I understand the question yeah. but then we go back to the same thing where we kept saying we need another striker well who's gonna who's gonna be happy to sit on the bench when we play one up top because mm-hmm. he's not replacing Harry Kane whoever it is and at this moment as, as all the pundits are saying Harry Kane is almost pretty much number one in the world is what he does
0: but, Delhi has got some shortcomings: his temperament, perhaps his attitudes, um, and maybe he started the season slowly. I thought, I said earlier in the pod, I thought he started the first half slowly, but I thought after his goal, I thought he, he did a lot better in the second half, and he, he was playing a bit deeper today. Um, I think I didn't really notice it first half, but I think second half he was dropping deeper and he was playing alongside Winks. Um, Delhi is a young English player one of many young English players we either signed at very little money or have come through and I like the fact I like the fact that we've got a manager in Maurizio Pochettino that nurtures young English talent and brings it through um, and that's building something and really uh, Cavani is is a good player don't get me wrong but I, I wouldn't want that model, I'm quite happy with. But you know, even somebody like Sergio uh, Maria, um, okay, Colombian international, but a young young player that we've bought in, but that we've purchased, and he will—he's a good talent. He's got potential, and he will develop his game under Pochettino. And it's just wonderful being be, being able to watch that. It's a great time to be a Spurs fan at the moment. It's, it's
2: absolutely, and you've got to enjoy days like or weeks like this. Um, you know, this has been you know, one of the best weeks I can remember being a Spurs fan.
0: It certainly has, and hopefully next week with West Ham and United will 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 be even better or as good. Um, gents, thank you very much. Um, the next podcast we should be recording will be a week today, um, the day after the United game. My um, guest on that occasion will be Ian Morton and making his debut, Shane Reed. Um, oh, excellent. Greg, thank you. Be good to hear.
3: Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, mate. I enjoyed it as always. David, it would be nice to chat with Dave as well. Absolutely. Yeah, f- first time, to really
0: f- first time t- t- together that you have podded. Um, podded? Is that a term? Um, well, <laughs> it is now. <laughs> David, thank you as ever. Thank you. Enjoyed and, it. And until next week, the future's bright. The future's li- lily white. Good night. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm and the goal
1: Come on Tottenham The base are bloody slow You are the first team The
2: last team My dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white And run on to the green White our Lane has seen its pain It's had it's load of
1: we fought our team through thick and thin And all those boring nights And when the game is done We'll sing a song And talk it out
2: all night